The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 194. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the ragamuffin coffin, Ryan Clements. That's me. I wrote that one down. Wow, you're a robot coffin. Yes. Oh, my God. I don't want to be a ragamuffin in there. He only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Good morning. And ethereal games. Ethereal. Damn it! I screw it up every time. <laughs> ethereal. Games? Yeah. Is that what it is? Or is it just Ethereal? Uh, Project Ethereal. Project Ethereal designer, developer, Noah Bench. <laughs> Noah Bench. So, so far, we're off to a good start well, with that. Well, we didn't go over Noah's full credentials here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Noah, thank you for joining the show. This is actually your thank second you. time being on Podcast Beyond. Uh, yes. You remember the first time? Oh. It was way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, the PSN Lives episode. Exactly. We called him. We were already drunk, I think, at this point, mm, Colin. Possibly. And you did not have a good showing, I recall. No, no, Are you no. going to bring your A-game today? Yes, yes. All right. Uh, first off, then, why are you here? Um, Ethereal. Project Ethereal. What is it? Uh, it's a game project. Uh, we were um, a project with Carnegie Mellon's Entertainment Technology Center. Uh-huh. Um, and so we sort of branched out from that to actually create like this really cool game that we're going to bring to market this summer. So. And you work in the IGN office. You're one of the next game boss people. Yes. We're oh. part of the IGN Indie Open House. Okay. T- pitch your game to me. P- in five seconds or less. All right. You so can take more than five seconds. <laughs> okay. So it's a an online round-based uh, medieval combat game. So think like Counter-Strike, but instead of guns and Kevlar, there's swords and armor. That's good. That was a good description. Yeah, there you good. go. Would that's... you play that, Colin? Yeah, I think I would play that. How are the trophies going to be in your game? <laughs> um, we haven't gotten around to you making trophies yet. We haven't gotten to platforms, yet, gotten to platforms yet? Okay. Yeah, uh, just PC for now. Oh, just PC. Okay. Well, everything yeah. comes over eventually. Do you say it was turn-based, Noah? Round-based. Round-based. Yeah. Okay. So what does that mean? So you just play over and over again, you're saying? Like, right, right, right. Like so, 10 rounds of five minutes each or something like right. that. Right, it's like team deathmatch. So okay. you jump in and like the last team standing Got is it. the winner of that round. Cool. So are there like missiles, like as far like <laughs> crossbows and... Chickens and stuff? No, no, no. Just just melee combat. No arrows, no catapults. Interesting. Interesting. First person. How much magic is Third there? Third person. Third person. No magic. It's it's no magic. This we're is going... real medieval. This ain't this ain't your dad's dragon. Yeah, we're going for more like a realistic feel. Okay. So we've got realistic so period weapons. When do I make the choice between a griffin and a dragon <laughs> as my mount? <laughs> That's your mount. <best. laughs> 
Uh, I'm, not, I'm just teasing. Okay. That, that sounds fine. <laughs> but <laughs> no, really. <laughs> sounds interesting to me. I hope it comes to PSN. Yes. Yeah. You get on Bring there? it on over. Huh? Maybe. Bring it over. I have maybe. I have a PS3 downstairs you could use to try to make it if you want. I have okay. a keyboard that plugs into it as well. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the team. <laughs> I do, okay, good. I do have a serious question. Is it just for PC? It's not for Mac? It is not for Mac. Right okay. Now. Oh. Can't play it at home. I'm sorry. Okay. Unless you buy me a PC, huh? <laughs> yeah. You with project, 10 other people Project Ethereal it. has this uh, <laughs> giant budget. All right, so you're a professionally trained game designer. You've been doing it how many years? 30,000? Uh, about six months. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? All right, so what's your history? How did you get into making games? Uh, well, so my education starts at uh, Rochester Institute of Technology. Yeah, uh, RIT, my rival. Yeah. Um, so I studied film and animation there. Okay. Uh, now I'm attending Carnegie Mellon's Entertainment Technology Center. Um, it's like an interactive media program. Why do I sit in this chair all the time? Just trade. Here. You're dead to me, Chip. Swap out. Go, go, go. I'm empty. Reload. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. I'm good. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Go. Carnegie, you're now you're at Carnegie Mellon. Right. So they're, yes. they're training me to make games. So I'm, I'm a 3D artist. Okay. Where cool. is Carnegie Mellon? Uh, they're Car- based Carnegie in Mellon. Mellon? <laughs> 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 Let me, it's in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. Yes. So, see, that's what I'm disconnected on. How does you get from Pittsburgh out here? Um, Plane. So they, they also have, like, um, a satellite camp. They have satellite campuses all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of them is here in Silicon Valley at Electronic Arts. Okay. And so or how is it Electronic Arts not affiliated with? Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. So then you were there, and you applied for this IGN open house thing? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I didn't personally. The guys who were on the team last fall okay. applied. Um, and then I heard about that and was like, this project sounds awesome. IGN is awesome. Damn right. I got to be in this project. Okay. And now you are. And now I am. Beautiful. 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 A great uplifting story. <laughs> ladies and some somber news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is 5 o'clock in the afternoon. We are recording Beyond. This is one of the later Beyonds when we're not drinking. Mm-hmm. One this of the like, latest. Mm-hmm. One of the latest when I don't there's remember. no booze involved. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> recording this late ever when there's no booze involved, mm-hmm. to be honest. Interesting. Uh, a problem if you, you – know, it was thrown into our uh, works today, ladies and gentlemen. If you're one of these you know, video game nerds who follows the industry, you probably already know. If you didn't, uh, IGN Entertainment laid off four staff members today from editorial. So we had the meetings in the morning. We've been bouncing around since then. Uh, we're not going to go into it. You could read all about it on the internet on a number of different places, but we do want to wish well everybody who left. Mm-hmm. We will yes. miss you guys. We love you guys uh, desperately and want nothing but the best for you. It was, a, it was a really hard morning, which is why we wanted to take some time and breathe yeah. and, uh, and record Beyond a little later in the day. We today. ate some pizza. There was some pizza eaten. I didn't. Except me. Yeah, you're gluten-free. We still haven't talked about that on the show. Hmm. You want to talk about that? More somber news. <laughs> no, I don't really Colin want to talk. Oh, no, we're not going to okay. talk about it anymore. No, I, no it's just, it's no? just depressing. Well, it's out of the and I'm not being fine. completely gluten-free even though I'm supposed to be. All right, then. If, if, <laughs> let's get done with depressing stuff and get on to what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> I like, you dove right in, Noah. You did it. You can tell you've listened to the show before. Yeah. Shueda, he held back. He didn't do it. He didn't ask where the Roper Report was. He didn't want to know. Oh, my goodness. All right, number one on the list here. Police in London, England, have arrested a 19-year-old hacker suspected of being linked to the recent cyber attacks against Sony. His computers have been seized. (laughs) His computers have been seized in an effort to search for his exact connection to various hacks against not only Sony but other websites. Whether or not this guy is suspected of hacking Sony websites or the PSN itself remains to be seen. Greg, was this provided by Colin Moriarty? This is this is the Colin okay. Moriarty spin zone. Okay. Spin yeah. cycle. Heavy spin as soon zone. As, as, soon as, I, as soon as I heard that guy, I was like, did Colin <laughs> write this or is this being pulled from a press release? Uh, 
Goodness. So uh, I was reading more about this. I want more uh, of that uh, voice. Yeah. My goodness. 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 Uh, I was reading more about this gentleman, um, and he sounds allegedly like an idiot because, because he apparently might have been responsible for the, the hack that happened on the CIA website. Now, if you're stupid enough – all right, you want to go after all these corporations, okay, whatever. They'll eventually find you anyway. If you want to go after – the master spies of the CIA and expect that they're not going to track you and figure out who you are. Not very smart. I believe it, it wasn't it like Swordfish where that guy did that, but then his life turned out pretty good. He, yeah, got, well, he got money. That was that, uh, that, that John Travolta's John movie. John Travolta, remember? Yeah, they, and it had, spoilers, uh, they had like a plastic body of John Travolta. Pretty man. sure Halle Berry was in that movie. Her and, boobs uh, were in too. That was her big thing. Uh, oh, that's how, that's I how was they, joking. That's it's, how they marketed that movie at the MTV Movie Awards that you would get to see her boobs. She said this. Oh, and wow. then she ran somebody over drunkenly. Wow. I don't think it happened in that, that quickly, no, but it did happen. Okay. Somewhere. Not like right on, like one on top Not, of the no. other. Not like, all right, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So hopefully they're getting, Catwoman. Hopefully they're getting close to the, you know, catching the people that were responsible for this. I think you know maybe the CIA website was a one step too far. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Could be. Colin, here's what I'm going to float out there. Okay. I'm, and I'm not one to cast stones. I noticed Nick, <laughs> Nick Colin yeah. is on the, the PC all day long. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's on the – okay, Same. well – all he has is the green matrix code flowing down the screen. <laughs> what MMO is that? Leave me alone. <laughs> I used to have that screensaver, I remember, when I was a, a young high school nerd. Nerd. Number two. A new PlayStation 3 model is coming. It will still look like a PlayStation 3 Slim, but will have some new innards. Named What's mo- wrong with that? Named model <laughs> CECH-300B. This modified PS3 drops its power consumption, removes the LED lights, and even weighs a full pound less than the standard slim models. It will contain a 320 gigabyte hard drive, and as of now, has only been confirmed for release in Japan. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come over here. You think so, Colin? I suspect so. I suspect that probably some of the other things has to do with uh, the hack and... I guess yeah, oh. that, that was very hardware centric. Oh, you think it was the LED lights? That's what got him. Yeah, in. yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like when they use the Altair in Pirates of Silicon Valley, and they're using all the switches and the lights yep. are lighting up. That's exactly yep. how they figured oh, it man. out. You're but does it talk in your sleep? You're gonna talk that way about the man who feeds you. <laughs> no, Wiley's in. Uh, by the way, thank you to the many uh, people who tweeted at me telling me about Falling Skies, which is basically Resistance, the television show, and I love it. And yeah. it's awesome. And Noel is Wiley it, is the main character. It, it, and he's uh, a fucking history professor. Can uh, you believe it? He's a fucking history professor. So the, well, first three, the first two seasons are really boring, and now people are really excited for before, season two. Uh, yeah. Come on, we're uh, having fun. Before you blow a load on your own face, tell Jesus me what exactly. That's this. Prove your aim. That's, that's vulgar. The, where, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was actually particularly explicit. Uh, apologies. But where, like, is this an Bus old show? Is it new? Flipping over on the highway right now. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> Sister Mary, what's a load? <laughs> Sister Mary. That's okay. Um, <laughs> it's a new show. It's on TNT. There's only been two episodes so far. All right. It stars Noah Wiley as a history professor. Okay. They're in Massachusetts around where I used to live. In fact, they start in the Back Bay, which is the specific neighborhood in Boston I used to live in. Really? I've yeah. stayed at the Back Bay Hotel. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah Same I stayed, thing. I used to st- uh, I live in the Back Bay. Um, and it's just about how aliens come to Earth. Earth? To Earth. Yeah. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> and uh, they, they start fucking shit up. Mm, okay. And it's pretty. It's I really I really dig it. it. It it does have like vibes of resistance. It's very dark, very post-apocalyptic. All the things Colin likes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I don't know why I'm laughing. And seriously, right the professor, the, the main character is a history professor yeah. who talks constantly about like history and how they should take care of the aliens by just irritating them, like the you know like our revolution, how we didn't really win with over overwhelming power. Right. We just pissed everyone off yes. for eight years. 
so it's cool. Thank you for suggesting that to me. If you are a Resistance fan like me, you should check it out. It's on demand. What's it called? Falling Skies. I, can I get this on Netflix? No, it just came out. All right. On demand so, what then? Netflix? On demand. On demand. Oh, well, like Comcast. Yeah. Okay. So Netflix. No, so not, not on Netflix. So that no. instant streaming Number three. <laughs> the third piece of Fallout New Vegas DLC has been dated. And now that the PlayStation Network is back up and running, you'll be able to get it on PSN the same time everyone else gets it on the Xbox Live Arcade and PC. Personal computer. <laughs> Old World Blues is coming July 19th and will cost $9.99. All right. Colin. Yes. Ben writes into beyond.ign.com, just like all of our friends can. Mm-hmm. And he says, I had a question mostly for Colin, but anyone's input is greatly appreciated. I haven't played any Fallout game before, and I want to get into one. Since I've never played either game, where should I start? Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas? No, you take this one. Uh, definitely Fallout 3. Oh, Colin's not going to like the NES one bit. No, I, I think that's a fine oh, answer. Yeah. They're both awesome games. I think New Vegas is better. What? Yeah. I See, my problem with Fallout New Vegas was that I put it in and it was like, oh, this is just Fallout 3 and I totally turned it off and they won't oh, play Oh, bummer. I'm sorry. I was done with the, <laughs> the dumb stick and stiff animations and the slow zooms in their face. Yeah, I think New, I think New Vegas is like the most mor- morally gray game that I've ever played, and I think yeah, that's really definitely. cool. Like you really in Fallout Three, you knew the choices you were making are good or bad. But in in like I've made a, a number of choices in in in, uh, in what's wrong with you? I, just, <laughs> I remember like my only memorable experience of Fallout was like running up to some dude right at the beginning of the game, and I was like, you know, I need help restoring this town's water supply, and he's like, I'm busy, and then the dialogue then closes, and he just like takes out a cigarette. He's just standing Where there. Will you help me? <laughs> they're, they're both awesome uh, games, so you could easily lose, and I'm not being facetious, like 400 hours playing both of them, so yeah. combined. Oh, God. I almost knocked my microphone off right there. But play Fallout 3 uh, first. The problem I had with New Vegas is uh, the, the the fact that it is very morally gray, but it, it, there's still an underlying like good or bad system. Oh, yeah. So like when you take those choices that are morally gray, you don't really know where they stand on that chart. So yeah, the game's that's... still judging your decisions, but you don't really know... That's kind of what I, I, I dug about it because like okay. I made I I don't want to spoil it because it's it's a little too new to spoil yet. Yeah. But you know I, I made a number of choices where I didn't really know where it was leading me and it, I kind of like that because like you don't you don't have a preconceived notion of where you're ending up. Like I didn't know like where I ended up was not where I intended to end up and that was kind of cool because a, a, a moral games. I like that idea. Yeah, like yeah. like Mass well, Effect and all, even Fallout Three, you knew where you were ended going, but you really had no idea where you were going in, in New Vegas. I thought that was cool because right, right. in real life, if you were really that character, you didn't really know the, the repercussions of your choices anyway. You know, so oh, I thought that was kind of. And neat. along those same lines, I was not part of the infamous two spoiler cast because mm-hmm. I haven't beat the game yet. But to the moral decisions get difficult later in the game in no. terms of like. Which one is right and which one is wrong? No, because you, they're red and blue. You know what's right. You know okay. what's wrong. Because right at the beginning, when he's like, "Well, I could blow up this whole fucking town," <laughs> or I could save everyone. I was like, "I wonder which one I'm supposed to pick." <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's always pretty much that clear. Although you're you're in for a few surprises. All right, there you go. I just can't wait to meet the cool girls that control different elements. Okay, that's that's like my most exciting thing. I think. I don't want to spoil that. anything for you, but flying whale. All right. Yeah. That's not Wait, bad. did you say flying whale? Yeah. Like Final Fantasy IV? No, more like a whale that flies. <laughs> 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 Is that a whale we don't know. No, we, well, don't know how so, we don't know how whale singing is going to sound in the air, do we? We know it sounds underwater. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> this is all we do, by the way. <laughs> no one's okay. listening. He knows know. the show well. Yeah. The lunar whale is, is in Final Fantasy IV, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but okay. it's not really – it's really like a cyber whale. Mm. It had, like, all the blinking lights, and it just kind of was whale-shaped. Mm. Yeah. You haven't heard the last of Shattered. Shatter. Yeah, haven't heard the last of Shatter. I mean, this is what I should do in the morning. Yes. Oh, so this is the dress rehearsal for tomorrow. We'll do this show tomorrow. You haven't heard the last of Shatter. She, the New Zealand developer behind the Brick Breaker. The New Zealand developer. Both with the IGN. new developer out of Zealand. About the future of the series. Mar- We're just putting words in here now. Mario Winads, the studio's managing director, had this to say, quote, We know we have been very quiet with respect to Shatter on the PSN. I'm sorry. With respect to Shatter. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm being relieved of duties. This is the most important story to you. You haven't heard the last of Shatter. Uh-huh. She, the New Zealand developer behind the Brick Breaker, spoke with IGN about the future of the series. Mario Winans, the studio's managing director, had this like to say. I like how he gets the last name find Mario, though. That's got to be tough. Awesome. Quote, we know we have been very quiet with respect to Shatter and PSN in general, but we hope to be talking about both topics more towards the end of the year. End quote. Could Shatter 2 be on the horizon or perhaps Shatter on Vita? Let's hope for both. All right. You want to just take over? You can take over. <laughs> no, it's okay. You, know, you want to read for one? That's my most important sure. story, so I want right. to. You got, you got uh, two written ones and then my chicken scratch at the bottom, but I, I'm thinking you can figure those out. Where do I start? All right. Uh, the ones that aren't scratched off. All right, so Five. After an extremely long wait, Beyond Good and Evil HD, the re-release of Ubisoft's 2003 sleeper hit, is coming to the PlayStation Network. You can download it this coming Tuesday, June 28th. It will run you 9.99. Yes. You gonna download that? Yeah. I like that game. What did it? What did, what did it get on Xbox for the redo? I don't know. Okay. It was it was a quiet release on Xbox. I had it. I actually had that game on the original Xbox. I I and. Uh, I dug it. I had it on GameCube, but I don't think... Oh, I borrowed my friends on GameCube, but I, don't, I didn't get that far in it. I, I burned out for some reason. I forget why. I've heard I, good I things. I didn't like the pig, I think. That was my problem. The pig? Yeah. He looked too much like me. The game sold, <laughs> the game sold really poorly. Oh. I mean, that's yeah, I remember it, that for sure. But it, it was like critically acclaimed. Don't say that, by the way. I don't like what you say Okay, fine. I won't say right, it. Get. Who's my little pookums? It's me. <laughs> you can go on. Okay. You just go. You've seen it. We interrupt each other. All right. It's a conversational Six, podcast. Portal 2 is... Obviously a critical hit, but it's now confirmed to be a commercial success as well. Valve announced that the game has sold 3 million units since it was released this past April. In your face, Colin. Well, I don't care. I'm glad that do well. Sure you are. I like Valve. Mm-hmm. I have no problems with that. All right. Have All you, right. You've played Portal. Oh, yeah. Love it. Did you ever do Ooh, co-op? Yeah. No. I've been stood up a few times by co-op people. I think maybe you and I should uh, hit that up. Because you and I or have very little uh, co-op experiences together. It's true. It's true. I think we need to fix that. I would that. play as well. Oh, there you go. Get fucked now. All right, we're having a conversation. All right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to go bang it out while they finish their conversation about Portal. That's like not really an insult, though. <laughs> Is that the first time you ever heard me say get fucked to somebody? I don't know. I think that's I for me, and I enjoyed it. I love it. Yeah, it's a good insult. Okay. Continue. So. Is now your chicken scratches? All right. So Infamous Two is on PSN. Yep. You can download it now, right? Yes, it went up today. You can download Infamous Two digitally now. Is it sixty bucks? Yep, it's $60, and if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can download a trial version, play 60 minutes of it, earn in-game trophies, which are only realized once you purchase the full version. Nice. And that's about it. Cool. That was my story in a nutshell. Yeah, cool. Then at the end, I was like, if you want to know what kind of fucking garbage Colin Moriarty wrote about it, (laughs) click on this garbage link. Jeez. And then there's just a gift for trash, man. From the original Infamous? Oh, yeah, they're right. They do have that. No, I was actually talking about like a dude just taking out no, the trash. No, I was actually talking about your review. <laughs> no? You're going to let him talk to me like this, Greg? Yeah. Greg, what's going on? About here? your own you battle, didn't, You didn't laugh Dad. at any of our banter. 
I've enjoyed it. Though. Yeah. yeah. Right. I yeah. want. I I had to draw this mask on my page. Imagine some eyes in there. You got your Kirby's. You, you got, got your, your Kirby's. If you look over here, you got your Kirby's. Sometimes we need to be a visual podcast. Yeah, visual? we do. A visual. No, it take me home on this last one. I have no idea what this says. Um, <laughs> it? July fifth. Oh, it's 8th. all right. I know what this is. So PlayStation Move Ape Escape uh-huh. is coming to PlayStation Network. It was announced in March. We now know a date. It's July fifth. You can download this coming Tuesday a demo if you'd like. Ooh. And I think it, I I don't know if it's clear. It's called PlayStation Move Ape Escape, so I assume you have to use the PlayStation Move. Probably. But I'm holding out hope that I can use that DualShock <laughs> controller, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because Ape Escape was the very first game on PlayStation that required the use of the DualShock controller. So wouldn't it be cool if, in fact, it forced you to use it there, too, even though the game was called PlayStation Move? I think, I, think, I, think the, I think the whole point is that it would have to use the Move. No, they're... it's throwing you off. Uh, it's like we're going to call this game PlayStation Move Ape Escape, and you have to use a DualShock controller. One, how do you, <laughs> you have to plug in an original PlayStation 1 controller to play? Predicted trophies. Easy? Uh, I suspect so. All right. That's what I like to hear. Um, number two, mm-hmm. predict what games came out this week if I don't want to wait to buy Ape Escape moves. Oh, I know what they are. I don't have to predict anything. It's the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Noah, take me home with a guitar lick! <laughs> oh, Noah! <laughs> Bad Noah! Uh, I didn't ex- it's okay. I didn't expect a guitar lick out of that it. one. Uh, Clements, it's the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. <laughs> 8-bit, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what that was. In that Ape Escape game, how many minigames do you think the move is going to be a banana in? Uh, every one of them, mm-hmm. I suspect. I you sh- got to get the little apes home. Wave the banana. <laughs> Wave the banana? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sound like a functional sexual deviant over there. <laughs> Wave the banana and get the kids home. Every level. This is how this is how I would design the game. Yeah. First person shooter. Yeah. First or first person. Right. You know what I mean? And then you have the banana out like a gun. And th- but it's all anchored. You're just every level is you're standing at the door of something with the doors behind you, and you have to wave the banana at the apes to get them to jump to you and go in the house. But you have to like take it away at the last moment so they don't eat it. Yeah, exactly. Because you only have one. Yeah. Okay. Let's design it. Noah, Noah get on that. This, uh, I think we can all admit Project Ethereal is not going anywhere. Listen. <laughs> banana Ape Escape move games. That's what it is. Listen, there's a precedent for this now, right? Sucker Punch created Sly Cooper 1, 2, and 3. Sanzaro was like, we got a great idea for yeah. a Sly Cooper game. We're going to make our own, and then we're going to show it to Sony, and maybe they'll like it. And they ended up liking it, so now they're making it. So we have this great idea for an Ape Escape game. That's true. We have to meet up after this. Clearly, and they're not making any more Ape Escape games, so you just go to little apes want a banana. <laughs> Sweet tooth, downloadable content. <laughs> get, Sweet get Jaffe on the phone. Better yet, it would be awesome if there was a downloadable like Ape Escape, like the, the, the quintessential ape character in Twisted Metal. <laughs> Driving around like a banana with wheels. <laughs> That'd be great. I can't wait for Twisted Metal. That game was fun. Um, okay, there are four games. Yes. Cars 2. Yes. Uh, an 8. Yeah, um, IGN's got, Nicole. Tanner. It got a high score. Dungeon Siege Three. I don't know. Did that get? Oh no, uh, Charles reviewed that. Charles reviewed. Yeah. I think he liked it, but he didn't. Maybe he was mm. somewhere in the mm. middle. There was some loot to be had. There drop was and some drop loot to be had. That's yeah. not surprising. Shadows of the Damned. Okay. And this week's pick of the week. Oh, by default, oh, it's huh? a joke. Fear three. Oh no, it's a real one. Um, yeah, I guess. I I haven't played Fear Three yet. And I haven't played Shadows of the Damned yet, but I'm excited to check out Shadows of the Damned because I like that studio. I cool. like I like how they do like qu- weird things. Yeah, yeah. Co-op and Fear Three is real good. But Colin, 
Not so fast on Pick of the Week. Clements, what yes. came to my digital mouth this week the from t- Papa Bird's Sony? Regurgitating <laughs> 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 minis in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> Alien Zombie Megadeth came out. I don't know what that game is. For seven, uh, would you re- like me to? Yeah, read me the description. All right, please. here we go, guys. Okay. What kind of voice should I do this in? Uh, your mini voice. The, the mini voice? Yeah. Doing your best Jeff Rubenstein impre- uh, impression. When death by alien zombie just isn't enough, you need to stick some mega into the mix. This is like a weird Jerry Seinfeld yeah. fusion. Here. What's the deal with zombies? They not, don't do anything. Not only that it's, not that it's only blasting you'll be doing. Oh, no. There's bombs to defuse, space babies to rescue, jetpacks for flying silliness, spread out over 70 levels combining both one-shot adventure levels and to the death one survival shot. modes, all dressed up in traditional pom-pom silliness so as to avoid traumatizing any small children. You know what that just told me? Absolutely nothing. E- yeah. You know Nothing. what, well, Colin? Yeah. One of our favorite things to do here on Podcast Beyond mm-hmm. is read the mini descriptions and mock Jeff Rubenstein and his wife for making such <laughs> concoctions and then just putting words on the page and publishing them live. This, year, this week they decided to be especially literal. Um, but as That's you know, IGN oh. is so busy, we don't have time to review all these minis. Right. So now we're reaching out to our readers. We're going to ask readers to play these minis and give us a review, just like Paolo did. He wrote into beyond.ign.com with our first ever... Mini reader review. Well, I better write this down. All right, this is Paolo. All right, you ready? Mini reader oh. review. Mini reader review. You're gonna get a review because it's a mini reader review. There you go. You know what he? You, you know what he? Yeah. You know what he's uh, reviewing? What? The rotating octopus game last oh, week. Oh yes. About, that I said I'm gonna go download right away, and everybody's like, it's free for PlayStation Plus. I'm like, yeah. And I never downloaded. It. I forgot about it. But Paolo did not. OMG, this game is hard to describe. Is like that ant you hate but gives you big money. It's way too simple. The music is lame, but for some reason I'm possessed by it. God damn it, stupid orange rotating octopus. Why the fuck would someone send a fucking missile targeting your babies? And why the fuck you have to be rotating outside the water searching for your babies? And how can you give birth to so much of this little fuckers? This is the first octopus that can jump between dogs. Stupid cop hat creatures, fireballs, and green shit-looking things of all kind but can't shoot ink? You rotating octopus character are a disgrace for all the octopuses in the world. If you were the octopus who fought that stupid shark, well, that video would be on AFV because people would enjoy you see they'd be eaten by something that actually deserves to be in the water. Fuck you, orange stupid-looking piece of shit. Good for nothing octopus character. Hope you get eaten by a school of rabid guppies. I could go on and on about how stupid and lame yet kind of addicting this game is. Not worth being free. But I just don't want to. I doesn't one more word myself. <laughs> Thank you guys for making my day easier and making my ride home something even more enjoyable. Thank you, Paulo. Mini reader review. I doesn't word myself. <laughs> Remember, if you want to be the mini reader review, download a mini and send it in to beyond.ign.com. Yeah, the bar is set very high. <laughs> maybe, what else? Maybe spell check. What else has bit. come out on the? Uh, uh, well, how much spell check was going to help that one? <laughs> that was the only uh, full downloadable game. We also have the Killzone Three from the Ashes pack. Anthony came out recommended today. it. Or sorry, uh, this week, and Anthony enjoyed it very much. Yeah. And also, uh, Mortal Kombat DLC, the first warrior in a pack of four, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Scarlet came out. Scarlet is infused with the blood of her enemies. That's true. Uh, true. Yeah, true story. 
No, I'm gonna, not going to lie. The minis, very uneventful this oh, week. Jeff. They're, very, they're very literal. Very Zombie literal. Very un- we have Brick Breaker, <laughs> Labyrinth, and Solitaire. Is Labyrinth based on the David Bowie movie? Uh, I, I can tell you that it's ESRB rated E. We spent all our money everyone. on the license. We can't make a real game. Make a mini. This is a start. You hit start. It's says, game over. You win. Plays the movie. <laughs> <laughs> or just a Bowie music video. That'd be even hotter. You remind me of the babe. The babe with the power. <laughs> the power of voodoo. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's David Bowie. Yeah. It's from The Labyrinth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen that movie in a I million years. I saw my baby crying hard as babe could cry. Come on, guys. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Good, oh, uh, I like no, the David Bowie no impression. What? Steimer is huge in that movie. <laughs> you should get her up in here. Um, all right, then, yeah, Pick of the Week's Fear 3. I played Fear 3. I like co-op quite a bit. Had a lot of fun with Colin. When, yeah, when Colin awesome. describes the Fear 3 modes to me, I got legitimately he, he excited. He loves them. Yeah, they sound awesome. Yeah, the multiplayer modes are dope. Yeah. All four-player max modes, there's four of them. Uh, contractions is one of them. That's kind of like zombie mode in Call of Duty. Um, so you protect, like, a safe house, and you have to go out and, like, get items and bring them back, and you're being invaded by increasingly more difficult waves of enemies. That's my favorite, even though it's somewhat contrived at this point. That's my favorite mode. But then there are other ones. Uh, Fucking Run is the name of one of them. That is the name of it. Uh, and it's, uh, you're running down city streets or, like, you know, wooded paths or whatever, and there's a sm- slow cloud of smoke coming at you and your team, but there are soldiers ahead of you, so you have to, like, kind of get through the enemies quickly, and if someone gets touched by the smoke, the entire team loses. That's a really good mode. Uh, and then Soul King and Soul Survivor are based on uh, on these uh, ghosts called Spectres, uh, which uh, you use to possess enemy AI enemy soldiers. So you don't fight with the Spectres, you fight with soldiers, and you jump around from soldier to soldier as you get damaged and, and, and fight that way. I think they're fun. Cool. Totally unique. Better than Deathmatch and Team Deathmatch. little tangent for you. There was an, uh, as I dropped my pen, there was an old anime called Soul Taker. I always thought the, an, uh, the opening sequence to Soul Taker, very funny, kind of hilariously awesome song. Sing it. Well, it just starts off with a bunch of Japanese, which I won't be able to say, but it was like, That was all in Japanese. Then the lady was just like, So take And then it starts as like, Yeah. I like that. I can get down with that. Yeah. That was it. All right. There's your little song. So pick of the week, Soul Taker. That's our pick of the week. An anime that's like 10 years old. Trophy tips. Uh, be a man in Platinum tip. Kung Fu Panda. Like Colin Moriarty couldn't, but Greg Miller could. I, did, uh, I, missed, I missed the collectible. I don't know where it is. Yeah, that's a bitch. Uh, there was a, there was a, I haven't talked to you about it. There was a 15 uh, minutes there, about 2 in the morning, where I finished the game and should have got the Platinum, but I was short one steal. Or so I thought. I don't know where any. So I, I had to run around. That game sucks. That game sucks, dude. No, That's, no. Dude, I, I mean, we've no. talked about this. Some of the some of the children's games we played. Actually, I think a majority of them are actually yeah. pretty good games. Like they don't break. They run well. So um, what's your problem with Kung Fu Panda? That game. Dude, that game you played is, Le- Leisure Suit Larry. It was worse. Leisure Suit Larry is probably the worst game I have a platinum for. Yeah. <laughs> that game is so bad. That game is so bad. I can't even tell you how bad it is. I have a question for you guys. You guys are both legitimately extremely busy professionals. Yeah. You're yes. always working. That's and why I did this till two, in two, two in the morning. Okay, because I was going to say that, Greg, like you are working all the time. When you're not working and you're, quote, unquote, having fun, yeah. you're playing god-awful games yeah. for trophies. Sometimes. Not all the time. Okay. I did the, I did Kung Fu recently and Mega Mind recently. What, what, on a night where you actually don't have work to do. Yeah. On the rare occasion. Yeah. And you are not playing a terrible game. What okay. would you say you're doing? 
probably, I'm trying to play something good, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. It depends yeah. on the mood. Um, I, I still have, in the back of my head, I would love... What the fuck? Can you not read my handwriting? No, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> There, uh, there's some writing going on. Talk us. No, Talk us. Um, yeah, I try to play good stuff. I read comics. Oh fuck it. Right. What kind of com- <laughs> what kind of comics do you DC read? Comics, of course. Yeah? Digital. Right. But uh, no, I'm trying to play good stuff. Uh, this weekend, I'll tell you what I'll be doing. I'm going to play an Uncharted 2 nonstop mm. multiplayer because mm. next week Uncharted 3 beta comes out. Oh, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, that means we will be editor beat down and all over the place, including I believe a live stream on Wednesday. So if you want to play on camera. Again, if you think your two-man team can take on Colin Mori- the Greg Miller or Colin Moriarty dynamic duo. That's a mistake. Bring it. I doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, uh, also, I think it's worth noting that the trophy hunt yeah. is going to reach critical mass in only a little over a month. <sighs> really? And that's uh-huh. because Greg and I are combining forces and moving in together. Now, right, yeah. now here's the thing about this. Is that Greg thinks he's being cute because he's pulling away with trophies and earning them in <laughs> secret and then tweeting at me and making fun of me. Yeah. Now, Ladies and gentlemen, it's like when the Titanic pulled away from the pilgrims and they're like, <laughs> no, don't leave us in the What? <laughs> that, <laughs> I majored in history, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can only, so I can only imagine, I can only imagine how ridiculously nerdy Our house is this gonna situation be. is going to be. Now, and keep in mind, yeah. we're moving in with Mike Mitchell. Mike, so yeah, Mike Mitchell. Podcast Beyond, f- friend of the show. He's mm-hmm. been on the show. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he freelances some guides for us. Also a trophy whore. It's going to be like, it's going to be just stupid. Yeah. Because all, all it's, all it's going to be is just three dudes sitting in their bedrooms with their big ass TVs and their Playstations yeah. earning trophies all day and occasionally going to the bathroom and eating. Yeah. yeah. But that's basically my life right now as it is anyway, so I'd rather do it around good friends. Yeah, and Portillo will be there. And Portillo will be there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Pissing on your TV. We have, <laughs> we have, to, look, we have to look for uh, apartments uh, when? Next weekend? Yeah, we got to do it soon. We should, be looking, we should be looking all the time, but it's a busy time of year. Yeah, right? yeah it is. It is. Uh, yeah, Mike but, Mitchell, I know you're listening. Get, get your shit together, Mike. Find us a house. Come on. We're busy. <laughs> Find us a place to live. Where, uh, what, uh, what, I mean, are you, do you, would you... I'd like to. I'm going to talk that. I'm going to say that all again because I. Screwed I know what you're going to say, and I don't mind. We yeah. want to. I think. I think we're going to <laughs> Good be. Good friends, huh? I think we're going to be. No further than the inner sunset. And I don't even want to go there. I want to go lower hate. Lower hate would be perfect. All the way to the hate, I think, would be the area in which we will look, which is a pretty big area. I like the inner sunset, but it's a little far away from work. But I I live much further away from work right now, so that would be a huge improvement. And the Ninth and Judah area where all the stores are and stuff like that, I like that. I like that area. Good place. I wouldn't mind living there. That's like around where Clayman used to live and Eric Rudvig. So we have a lot of of good times down there, a lot of good memories down there. I wouldn't mind living there. But I'd rather live in the hate. Yeah, agreed. And we're going to try to make it work. Okay. So if you own a place in the hate and you want to give it to us, let us know. Beyond at IGN.com. <laughs> uh, topic of the week. I think we're, 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 we've just been motoring. Let's just go back to some reader mail. Do, 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 right? Some yeah, sure. Why not? Reader mail. We got a whole bunch of it. Uh, no, you've been dead quiet for a while. You got yeah. something to say? Can people buy your game? Not yet. Right. They're, they're, when they can, where can they go? Um, probably uh, Directed Drive. Okay. Uh, maybe Steam. Haven't. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Uh, we, we understand it's hard. Okay. It's game development. I think it's hard, is hard, I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but there will be a, uh, a beta that's coming out June oh, 30th, okay. so next week. There you go. Um, that's exactly how be how can people signed up? Yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll just be on File Planet. They can just download it. You guys cool. are pretty, pretty confident going head-to-head with the Uncharted beta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was joking. Don't take it hard. <laughs> I, no, it's okay. Um, Daryl writes in. Mm. 
to be on at IGN.com, just like everybody else should. It says, last week, Scott Lowe said that as it stands right now, the Vita is a 9 out of 10. What would have to happen between now and launch to decrease that score to a 7 or 8? A crappy battery life? Would it even be possible, without major hardware changes, for the score to drop below a 7? What would get the Vita to a 10? An amazing battery life? The ability to give blowjobs? <laughs> Daryl, we, we, we're, we're just hypothesizing. This is like when I see a game in screenshot. Like when I saw Duke Nukem, and I'm like, ah, that game's going to get maybe a 6-5. And I was wrong. You were you were close. Yeah, well, I was close, but no, I wasn't on the point. Scott Lowe was just pontificating yep. from the little bit he's played. He has not held it. He has not carried it. He does not know how much it's, the final product will weigh, how long the battery life You know will be. Who, who's held it? We have. Yeah. Well, he's held it, I mean, but he hasn't like had it. At but we point. held it untethered. Oh, right, yeah, at the Yes, the yes, the yes. Battery, the battery lasted the entire interview with Shu. Yeah, it was, so just, that was, it was like just Drake on screen kind of moving around a little bit, yeah. <laughs> kind of going like this. And uh, <laughs> and I couldn't stop staring at it, to be honest with you. I know. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Mm. Don't, don't, don't go banking on a 9 out of 10 yet. Oh, and to answer his question, I don't know what would drop the score. I, mean, I think a bad, a bad life. battery life, yeah, if like the, you know, the final product was touchy or something, like, you know, like when yeah. you mass produce something, things can get yeah. weird and the b buttons can be mushy or they can do this or they can be that. Is it also possible, man, I could just, I wouldn't even imagine how hardware could get a 10. What's perfect hardware? Like electronics in my mind are so like, put, they have so much potential to have little imperfections. Yeah. So. You know what's the perfect piece of hardware in PSP terms of what, what, yes, the PSP <laughs> The perfect piece of hardware that really like worked worked like 100% of the time, did what it needed to do, Super Nintendo. Mm. Top loading. Top loading NES too. Top loader. They never broke. What about Genesis? Why do you hate Genesis? Uh, I, I mean, I didn't own a Genesis until I was older and I bought it on eBay. Okay. But, uh, you know, I was a Super Nintendo kid. Or I was a Nintendo kid in general. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Bruce writes in, Dear Ryan, Greg, Colin, and guest. That's you, Noah. Uh, would you buy slash be excited for an infamous three? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd be excited. I'd buy it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. All right, good. Next question. Uh, what do you guys think of DMC? I think it sucks. Devil May Cry? Yeah, oh. the new Devil May Cry. Wait, Let's... have you played it? No, this is him, not me. Oh. This is Bruce. Bruce says, oh. I think it sucks. Bruce. I doubt Bruce has played it. All right, got it. So what do you you've, – you've seen it. I haven't played it. Yeah, but you've seen it. You've seen yeah. the teaser trailer. Seen the teaser trailer? Very excited. Me too. I think it's time for that series to get a reboot. Yeah. I don't know about that. You don't know? Because they're, they're ignoring the better series, which is Animusha. Now, uh, here we go. Now, it's funny how many times Animusha comes up just because of Colin. <laughs> it's come up in so many meetings and so many podcasts. Because <laughs> Animusha is the best, dude. I know, I'm glad that you love it. And I have a – I wish I could – It's survival horror with a sword. I know. It's, and you could suck souls. It was awesome. Soul sucker. I want an Animusha collection so bad with trophies. I, I'd, I'd lose myself in that. Would you – Except for the third one. The third one sucks. Go on. Would you just start making out with Greg right now? Boy, I would probably do that for a number of reasons. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, Bruce continues. This one's mainly for you, Clements. All right. Also, do you think that it was quite odd that, cue Greg's loud voice, there was no FF versus XIII at E3? <laughs> uh, I know. I don't think it's odd because they obviously want to focus on 13-2 uh, ahead of versus because versus is still so far out. Far not, out. Not far out, man. <laughs> but like far out in the future. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I don't think it's surprising. It's unfortunate because I'm infinitely more excited for Versus 13 than I am for 13-2. Interesting. Yeah. Bruce finishes, I love you guys. Don't ever stop be owning. Thank you. We won't. Thank I you, don't Bruce. intend to. 
Uh, James writes in, I just wanted to get the Beyond's crew opinions on the recent gameplay footage of the Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker HD remake. I know Greg loved it on PSP and played the heck out of it, but I was disappointed with what I saw. It may be in HD, but it still looks crappy. I would have much preferred to see them put more effort into it and make a better looking ready um, game ready for you, Bubble Home consoles. Did you see it? Anybody else see it? I actually didn't no, I missed it. this. I this, is for, this is for the one well, that just came out on PSP last year. Yeah, now it's... Or not the know. HD collection. Isn't there a Metal Gear collection coming out? Yes. So he was talking about the the, the PSP port, not the. I just wanted. He's to talking make... about that. He's talking okay. about the the HD collection. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. I honestly don't care about that game. To be you honest. are fucking crazy. I I honestly oh, don't care on. about that game. To be honest, that's a little redundant, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Um, stupid. Yeah, well, that too. Um, I wish that they would spend more time trying to figure out how to port Twin Snakes over, because it's like. That that the original is not getting any love, and they already have a remake of it, so it must it must have something to do with Nintendo, wouldn't you? Think? <laughs> yeah, Peace Walker is I so really good. All right, it's possibly the best Metal Gear game there's ever been. I really doubt it. Do you? Yeah. Well, it's funny. <laughs> have you played it? You ha- no. Exactly. I, you I, have I did, no basis for I, your opinion. I, I By the way, play it Mega Man Two was the best Mega Man ever. Why do you do that? Uh, I just I just know I just know because I've seen it I've seen him he's blue right he's got an arm that shoots out pellets or something I know <laughs> and you got your singularities have you started singularity yet no I'm going to though what was I thought about starting it the other day but I got caught up in something what was like this joke from that was singularity that was singularity I'm gonna rewind these stairs oh, I'm gonna fast forward these stairs <laughs> fucking tea, teapot yeah. time machine yeah, right yeah. there. Wait until, I, wait until you see how good that game is. I'm going to. And you know what? You know what? I, I, I feel vindicated in a way because I, every once in a while, I'm and, and cumulatively, I must have gotten at least 30 tweets from people over the, over the past, I don't know, six months that are like, I've finally tried Singularity because of you, and it's awesome. Yeah. I haven't said I haven't had anyone say Singularity sucks. Why did I waste my money on it? Yeah. They're like, this is a really unique shooter, and we need more unique shooters, mm. don't we? Mm. Well, you should tell them they should have bought it earlier because that's the whole reason they're not getting more unique shirts. That's true. Anyways, James. Point. Yeah, I didn't think the uh, footage looked all that great. It, it's a much more polished version of Peace Walker, but it's very blocky from what I saw. I saw it at E3 running there, and then they, we have a, some new trailer footage up. But I was still impressed with the Monster Hunter uh, PSP 2 PS3 port that we were seeing. Remember oh, that first trailer right, that right, came right, out? Right, 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 yeah. I thought that looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah, very smooth, very sharp. Very sexy. No one knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Jack writes in, the question is for anyone and everyone. Beyond! Beyond. Thanks to you guys, I am now a trophy addict. L.A. Noir is the first game I've ever platinumed. Nice. nice. Just wondering which game holds your first shiny platinum. We all got to start somewhere. Fallout 3, I think. Jeez, really? Yeah. I was Uncharted. First one I could get, I got. Uncharted 2. Look at you. Clements. What was the question? What was your first platinum? Uh... (laughs) Uh, I think it might have been Hannah Montana, nice. right? Nice. Hannah Montana, the movie, the game. Zero. I didn't think you had any. No, I have Hannah Montana, the 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 movie, the game. You have two. And what was what's my other one? I don't know. You definitely have two. Uncharted? Yeah. Did you do Uncharted? I don't think so. All right. Resistance two. No. What I, was, I don't even have that one. What was my other platinum? I don't even remember. Mirror's Edge. No, because remember I gave up on uh, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. John writes in. He's talking to you, Colin. Okay. Having never played them, I recently bought both Resistance games to catch up on the story and gauge how interested I am before Resistance 3 drops. Good idea. So far, I'm loving Fall of Man, and I'm sure I'll love the second one, too. However, I couldn't help but notice the absence of Resistance 3 in, the much, in much of the post-E3 discussion. Not much mention of it as Best Shooter, or even mentioned as Best of PS3 Awards. Are there other games just this good, or are people disappointed in what they've seen in Resistance 3 so far? No, I actually think the exact opposite is true. Um... 
people are so impressed they're not nominating it for no awards? first of all I know I mean I personally I know it was nominated on our side I nominated it for okay, best well, shooter and I nominated it for best down. PS3 game <laughs> John's not trying to offend you he clearly has I nominated dressing. it um no I think in fact that Resistance 3 is going to from what I've played I've played it a few times now yep. um both single player and multiplayer um I think the game looks beautiful uh I think the game's gonna be a lot of fun uh, the story sequences I've seen are interesting. The game's definitely dark and dreary. I think Resistance fans are really going to dig it. I'm not really sure if people are going to get involved with it that aren't into Resistance. Um, although yeah. I've said before that with, like, it just seems that, you know, Guerrilla and Killzone have really dominated the, sh the PlayStation 3 exclusive shooter realm. And now that I think the, not the general consensus, because I think Killzone fans really liked Killzone 3, especially online, but I think that the, the consensus with, with more... Uh, you know, a more moderate Killzone fans is that Killzone 3 is a little disappointing, and I think yeah. that this gives uh, Insomniac and Resistance a chance to maybe take interest over. some people. You yeah. know, because I think that the game is refined. I think when you when you look at Resistance 2, which came out, it'll it will have come out three years ago by the time Resistance 3 comes out. So they clearly took their time with it, um, and I think the result hopefully will be awesome. But we'll see. Who Noah, were you shaking your head just now? No. Oh, okay. I thought I saw a head shake over no, there. No, no, no. I am not. You familiar with about Resistance. resistance? No, I got nothing to say about yeah, Resistance. I've never played. Better not. So. You never what about the first two? Did you ever play the first two? No. Oh my gosh, Colin. Kill some Chimera. Uh, it's fun. When we, when we went to Sony and played the multiplayer, uh, who was the best person playing? I was. No, I think I have, I think yeah. I have a photo here on my phone that proves otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not fair because I kept, oh, I go. was taking notes. I was stopping to write down the loadouts and stuff. You were playing it's more. adorable. <laughs> Can't wait for these. Uh, hey, Colin, how many trophies you got over in your room? I'm writing notes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give notes for, or trophies for notes. They don't give notes for trophies. Hey, here's some quick fire ones. Okay. Uh, Gear writes in and said, "Why didn't Outland make the top 25 PSN?" Because we wrote about it in the intro to the PS top. Exactly. Thank you for reading the intro there, Gear. <laughs> it did say up there, though. Yeah, Outland. It specifically new. talks about Outland. Exactly. A little too new. We didn't want to put it on there and get ahead of ourselves, but we do love that game quite a bit. I suspect that when we do the list again next year or whatever, that it will definitely make the list. Sam writes in and says, "When do you expect the PS3 to get party chat like they have on Xbox?" Never. I, I still never think that's going to happen. And I really don't care. I don't either. Yeah, I'm, I'm over, over it. it. Whatever. But it was interesting that it's coming to Vita and not... Yeah. That's why we got the Skypes. Yeah. And we got the Google Chats. The Google Chats. And we got the... Uh, oh, yeah. I learned some interesting things about Google today. From Colin Moriarty? Yeah. The Spin Zone. Okay. <laughs> I heard Do you want to talk about this? Well, to say what you need to say. You know, uh, they're going to hear this podcast. I actually, I mean, I don't, I don't know much about it. So I'm yeah. more afraid of Google than I am the anonymous. I'm just kidding. I'm afraid of everyone equally. Please don't do anything. <laughs> uh, no, Google got served by the FTC today Sorry. with, with uh, antitrust subpoenas. Um, I think it's about time. And... You know, I'm usually not one for government interference in business at all. I mean, I'm, I'm very much a libertarian, but Google is just a really scary company, and they need to be taken down a notch because they basically just do – they basically circulate you around all their services and save all your data. And for people that use all of their stuff, they know everything about you. You know, They know what you're searching for. They know where you're going on Google Maps. They read your email. You know, like, there's just a million things that they do. They have you on blogs. They're looking at what you're looking at on YouTube, which they own. They're like, and, and the government's finally like, this is insane. This is, and, and I agree. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, these antitrust suits, if my, the Microsoft one in the early 90s is any indication, will take seven years or eight years to, to, to follow through. And Microsoft actually won their antitrust case. Um, but I don't know. I like Google. I use Google as a search engine, but I won't use it as anything else because I just, I'm not pleased with the fact that, they, like I said, they circulate you in all their services and they save all your data. And it's just, cre it, to me, it's just like a creepy service. It's become like to the point of like actually being weird, like how much they do and how many, how their hands are in everything and everyone is just like obsessed with using all their stuff. Like, I don't think it's healthy. 
I don't think it's healthy for in- the internet, and I don't think it's healthy for internet commerce. You know, what do you use for uh, web-based mail? Which uh, service? I only have like the I only really use our our the RIGN work, mail. Yeah. Okay, got it. Because I've had that email, I've had the work email address since I was an intern, so I've had it for seven years. Oh, okay, wow. The history, the things that email address has seen, mm-hmm. the yeah. three eleven chats, the donut threads. The donut, oh, uh, so many donut, so many threads. donut threads. Uh, one more quick hit here from Mr. Glass. He says, "My four-year-old iPad, bro- iPod. I'm sorry, my four-year-old iPod broke a few weeks ago. I can get it fixed." But what about the Vita? Will the Vita be able to listen to songs and play the MP3s? I'm, su- I'm paraphrasing. I suspect so. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, yeah. But I, w- I don't know if I'd want to carry that around like I carry around an iPad. Yeah, it's like you carry around a boombox or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Vita you might as well carry around a boombox with you. Yeah. All right, final two <laughs> questions. All right, you ready? Yeah. Yeah. You can either your que- you get you get to pick, Clements. Okay, got it. You can either ha- have the question. We're gonna get both, but All in right. the order. Right, right, right. Question about female gamers from a female. Okay. Or uh, one of those quick hit things where we each get a personalized question. No, we, they didn't know you're gonna be on. That's okay. Uh, we'll do the uh, female gamer because I think I know that what that question was. What do you think it is? Uh, I think it was a, uh, a lady that wrote in mm-hmm. saying that she wonders if something about the dynamic between right, right, a right, casual right. gamer versus a. Beyond, this okay. is brown-eyed girl with a question about female gamers. <laughs> casual women gamers have been around forever and grow and, and are growing each year with games like since the, the colonial era. Of course. They were playing checkers. Yes. Have you noticed the numbers of hardcore girls go up by speaking with fans, attending events, etc.? Or do you think we will always be a minority? I'd like to think that one day it'll be split in half. Opinions? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if it's going to be split in half, just like I don't know if we'll ever have like children growing up and like boys are playing with Barbies and, and girls are playing with you know G.I. Joe. Yeah. I think it's almost like a societal thing as to sort of... Uh, pushing video games onto boys more than girls, but I don't know. Maybe that maybe that'll change, and I would love to see it change. It would be great if it was a 50-50 split. Yeah, I, I think it'll be that's an uphill battle. I don't see it happening anytime soon. But I mean, I guess it's really hard to predict anything in games, right? Like, yeah, you never would have predicted certain things. And I mean, this is this is actually I think it's a much more complex issue than we even might know, just in terms of like kind of the difference between the sexes and how they consume entertainment and what what it means to them and oh man there's like a there's a billion different things you could talk about however there. i've totally seen an upswing in hardcore girls hardcore in quotes what the difference <laughs> i'm sure you have <laughs> seen an I've upswing seen, in the hardcore I've girls i've seen a lot of hardcore girls but in uh, gamers i've seen a lot yes. i've seen a lot of I'd, real I'd, serious girl gamers i'd like to i'd like to say that i've 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 interacted with more but that also could just be because of my you know profession i'm Probably. able to co- connect with more people that play games yeah but uh, i think that there's i don't think girl the girl gamer should not feel should not feel alone also uh, I think in a, it was in a different context, but uh, Tina from One Up yeah. tweeted about that recently about how oh, it's yeah. almost it, it's almost not even necessary to girl really singer. qualify yourself yeah. as a girl gamer. You're just a gamer. You're just like everybody else. Yeah, I think the girl like the girl gamer thing is like a, a product of the '90s, and like I think it's uh, you know like 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 Clement said, I agree. It's like a really complicated issue or whatever. But I, I've always known girls and you know even in my own family, my sister, one of my sisters like plays games and you know she loves Ratchet and Clank. And, is like, she single? Bar- uh yes she is. Mm, um, but let's, uh, let's talk about her more on this podcast. Uh, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. But you know I, I've always known like gir- like you know girls in passing or whatever in school and in college and stuff that played games and and it was cool. But you know I agree like qualifying yourself based as a gamer just on sex is kind of 
Yeah. Kind of lame, I think. Because that, so, that's like me going around being like, I'm a guy gamer, guys. What do you <laughs> think that. about you that? that from now. I mean, the one, th- <laughs> the one thing I definitely noticed, like, because I, you know, I'm, I'm really, I love chess and stuff, is that there, like, I've barely ever played against girls in chess in person. Like, I don't, I don't know on the internet or whatever, but, but uh, girls don't know how to play chess, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> girls and Greg Miller. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't know. That's did you, why, uh, hey, did you, you know never what? Learn? You're all a bunch of idiots. While you're playing chess, you know what I'm doing? I'm banging girls on chess boards that aren't. <laughs> uh, I, 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 when we move into the game, I'm definitely. Knight to Queen's Rook. Knight <laughs> to Queen's Rook. I'm going to you say at the club. Yeah, that's what I'm doing when I'm having sex with them on the chess board. Uh, while other people are playing chess with the, girl, with well, the guys. When we move in together, I'm going to teach you how to play. No, it's really not that hard. Oh, yeah. It's Knight really, to Queen's it's really, Rook. It's really not hard to learn how to play. I mean, play. <laughs> Checkmate. What Isaac writes in. Oh, okay. Sorry. He's got the quick hits. Okay. Colin. Yes. You've mentioned that you read and enjoy dystopian novels, yes. such as The Road yes. and The well, Road is uh, awesome. And a Canticle, Canticle for Leibowitz. I never talked about that. I don't know what that is. Okay. I don't think maybe. Uh, I, I too enjoy post-apocalyptic fiction, so. and I was wondering if you could recommend some of your favorites. Um, the Road recently is definitely one of my favorites. That book, I read that book overnight, and I couldn't put it down. It was awesome. Um, but the, the one that I, I read most recently that I think was most intriguing was a book called A Last Babylon, which was written in the 50s. And it's about a family um, in – and the, first of all, the context of writing in the 50s is really intriguing because that's you know, right around you know, when the Russians had, you know, had the bomb and there was imminent threat of nuclear assault in both sides. So it was like very real. It was written in a very real time. It's not written now and like looking back at an era that people don't understand. That was really you – know, the 50s were a scary time for people in the United States. Um, so it was about a family in Florida. The Soviets uh, nuked the United States, and it's about how they survive, basically, like without you know no contact with anyone on the outside world. They don't really know what's going on. That's and, interesting. And, yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Mm, okay. It's kind of like I mean that's the same premise of Jericho in a sense, the TV show I'm obsessed with, which is like they basically don't know exactly what happened and they slowly figure out what happened, but they have no contact with anyone. So like they're basically taking care of themselves. Gotcha. And is it realistic fiction? As in, it's not like people have like mutated giant rat powers. Roaches no, it's, it's it's totally realistic. It's oh, totally yeah. realistic. It's yeah. like people like you know the nuclear bomb goes off, the guy like runs around his house and fills up his bathtub and like his sink and stuff, and they're like dealing with the neighbors and like eating, like trying to like you know take care of their food and do all those things and like maybe try to figure out a little bit what's going on try to contact with someone and stuff it's cool interesting yeah uh, ryan yes i was hoping you could share some success tips for getting a flatter stomach and rock hard abs like you have i'm not out of shape but i'm not exactly in shape either <laughs> no problem i don't, i think all of us can get into better shape over time uh to keep can't this improve qu- on perfection right <laughs> <laughs> to, to get this uh to make it short because it's a gaming podcast here's my advice for anyone that's trying to get into better shape it is very simple. Just try and make as many small, smart decisions as you can that don't that don't hurt your you know your routine very much. For example, a, a difficult yet at the same time very easy decision I made was I just don't drink sodas anymore. I drink water and juices and you know natural natural drinks instead. That's a that right, that right there will is really good for you. And then other things like simpler things like instead of having uh, white bread, eat wheat bread. Um, try and start your morning with fruit instead of like a giant pile of bacon. <laughs> um, instead of eating two double cheeseburgers, just eat one double cheeseburger. True. Yeah. I mean, li- portions, limiting portions. Moderation. Uh, I, I also read a really cool tip recently, and I'll just tell this to people. Cool um, when you are, if you want to try and limit your portion size, and because you're maybe trying to cut back a little bit, lose a little weight, uh, if you have a sandwich or something, say maybe you usually would eat two sandwiches, which I actually used to do when I was younger, right? Get one sandwich. When you take a bite. Put it down. 
and then chew for a while mm, and then just yeah, like yeah, do yeah, something yeah. else mm. and then pick it up again, bite, and then put it down. If you actually either put your fork or your utensil down or the item down and then finish it and then pick it up again, it slows down your eating. <laughs> and then if it slows down your eating, you'll actually get filled up. It, you'll have the sensation of being filled up on lesser food. I've noticed mm. that a ton of times, yeah, yes. like pizza and stuff. If I just sit there and all I'm doing is eating pizza, I'm fine. But if I'm working and stuff, then it's like one slice and I'm done. Yeah, exactly. So, so. I, I always make a point. I'm going to sit there and fucking eat this pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything else. I want this. I fold it up once, fold it up sideways, fold it up again. Just have that giant triple decker slice in my mouth. Your jaw just like dislocates like a snake. Uh, Yeah. Chilla's just watching ears back, eyes wide. All right, final question was for me. No, you can answer too if you have any. Do you ever read The Walking Dead? No. Oh my god, no. Why are you even here? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here! (laughs) You pointed to Wall. I recently bought The Walking Dead Compendium 1. Is that how you say that word? Compendium? Compendium, thank you. I'm stupid, everybody. I don't think you're stupid. I just think it's adorable that you get words wrong sometimes. (laughs) I know how to write words, I just don't know how to say much. I know, that's why it's adorable. (laughs) Should I go ahead and read the whole thing, or would it be better to watch the show every week and read along in the comic? Or just read the comic and then see how it plays out in the show? Uh, Isaac, you don't have to worry. The show gets, uh, at least season one did, gets off track really fast on the comics. You could blaze through like the first few issues of the comic and you'd be past the show. So don't worry about that. Read the comics and then watch the show. And then, because the, sh- the comics, you know, huge. There's so much to do in the comics. I think they're already up into the 80s, right? If I remember correctly from the last issue I bought. So they're way, way, way ahead of the show. Dude, I, the I, show will never get close to where the comic is. I think I, f- I fell behind. Like I, I, I think I re- the the last thing that I re- read of that comic. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, we were way past that now. Oh, you've got to be, yeah. I haven't because you used to borrow mine, and I haven't brought. You yeah, I think the, long, the long last time. like real plot point I remember is, uh, dude. Let's say just say dude with a machete and uh, and uh, the, that little goatee. Yeah, governor. Uh, is that is that his name? I think so. All right. Anyway, yeah, I remember Black him. Hair. I, uh, no, uh, he, he was along with a overweight dude with long hair. That had some very important things to oh, say. Oh right, 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 right. Okay, you know yeah, I know about? you are. No, when no, no, no. they met that group of people, exactly. that's the last they thing were going I remember. To DC. Yeah. Do yeah, you, yeah. How far behind him am I? You're quite a ways behind. Okay. But I can bring you. I'll bring those in to catch you up. There you go. Okay. Now I got so, something to read. So here's what I've heard about this, by the way, Greg. Can you tell me if I'm wrong? Because I watched the show, and, Did I, you? I, and I really enjoyed it. Hmm. But I heard that the Anthony was telling me this. Yeah. Guy, he goes. and he was telling me that the comics don't get into the mythology of what happened. And Correct. what I mean by that is that uh, yeah, no, so, yeah I was, I, and they almost immediately start getting into that in the show. Yeah, well, now that's I mean, what I that's like what I care about. It reminds me of Lost, like where I didn't give a shit what any of the who really I didn't care about any of the characters. I really wanted to know what the Dharma Initiative was and what what the fuck this island was. Yeah. Like, that's what I cared about. So yeah. with this, it's like, I really care more about, like, this disease and, like, what's going on around the world yeah, and all that stuff. And won't... it seems like they're solving that problem in the show, no. which is cool. Yeah, that does not happen in the comic. I can't the believe comic... that that doesn't happen. It's weird that and you no like, one demands it's it. weird that you like that, but, like, you're talking about these books you like where it's them surviving and doing their thing. That's what this is about. It's about survival and making a community. It's not about, like, going out and figuring out what the hell happened. Yeah, but I always – you always slowly, like, in Jericho or whatever, in The Last Babylon um, – Something actually that The Road, which I think is, an, like I said, an amazing book, doesn't do. It doesn't ever tell you what happened. Yeah. Like, but I always want to know, like, what happened. And, yeah. like, at least get clues as to what happened. And they, I was getting frustrated with the show initially. And then, like, everything at the CDC and stuff started going down. I was like, this is, um, this is awesome. This is what I want to see is, like, you know, what, what exactly happened. The people, the characters are cool and you're interested in them. But yeah, yeah. it always reminded me of Lost because, you know, or even Battlestar with, with the Cylons. It's like, that's, that's all interesting. But I want to see the Cylon homeworld. I want to see, like, what they've been doing for four years. I want to see all that stuff. 
stuff. I don't really care about some of these characters, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm always interested in the mythology. Yeah, it's the character-driven thing. The comic book. I'm sorry. Speaking of Jericho, uh, is that on Netflix? Because yes. I want to fin- I want to watch that. Yeah, whole thing. All right, there you go. Thank the whole thing. That. Yeah, it's right. only it's no, cool. 27 episodes. Are they hour long or are they 30 minutes? They're hour long. Okay. okay. Well, it's like 47 minutes or something. Beautiful, beautiful. That show is awesome. Yeah, I'll I love try it out for you. I know about it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of Reader Mail. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, please email us at beyond at IGN.com. If you want to be our friend, and you should because you're listening to us, so you already are, little guy, you can follow us on the Twitters at IGN. I'm at Game Over Greggy. Pwam Cider is Ryan Clements. Mm-hmm. No taxation, it's Colin Moriarty. Noah is... Noah Bench. Noah, Noah Bench. underscore Bench. Noah underscore Bench. Um, read IGN every day. Rate us on iTunes. Listen cool. to all our stuff. Uh, before we go, before I even turn it over to Ryan Clements, oh god, they just turned off the, the life AC. support. We gotta get life out of here fast. Out. <laughs> uh, me and Colin did the infamous spoiler cast on Monday with Sam Claiborne. Uh, hopefully, you've got it downloaded off the iTunes or IGN.com. Save it until you finish the show. However, during the show, we said we'd give away statues, the infamous statues you can't buy in stores. One good, one bad. Mm. To one lucky listener who wrote in with their favorite quote from the show. The winner is George Williams. Phantom Shroom on myign.com or myign. Uh, he sends in this conversation that he enjoyed. Greg, I should trust Colin more. Colin, you should because I don't trust you at all. <laughs> 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 also, Kyle wrote in. He's giving away some codes here. He got uh, first off. He's got the Mortal Kombat M Air Mac classic Air Mac classic costume. T L H six. 5JN9CRNJ. He's also got the Uncharted 3 beta early access code TKLHFMNFMJGE. That was a, that was, threw me for a loop right and there. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, this is Podcast Beyond episode 194. That means six weeks from now is the epic live Podcast Beyond 200 in San Francisco. Uh, I gave you a week to get your life together to decide if you could be out here on August 4th. Uh, again, don't book plane tickets. This is an invite-only thing. You need to apply. We will go through, pick people. Then you can make sure you're getting out here. We will you know, do it that way. Here's how, if you want to come to Podcast Beyond 200, remember, we're paying you for nothing. You have to get here on your own. The ticket's free. You, come, you get to come to the show and listen to the show for free. However, you got to, you know, you don't email Pay for me from New York. board, and travel, and room and board. That's all, all that on stuff. you. Yeah, we got nothing. So what you want to do is email beyond at IGN.com with the subject line live 200. In the email, include your name, your age, your address, your phone number, and some kind of proof that you would be able to come here. It could be an honor award you got that says, this man never tells a lie. <laughs> it could be a picture of your car and your address isn't that far away. I, we, there's really no steadfast rule here. But be again, creative. like I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind, we only have, we, it's invite only. Limited number of slots. If you are a jackass and you write in just to say, well, maybe I could go, oh, I clearly can't, but maybe, you know, there's a 10% chance, don't do that. We'll live stream it. We'll have, we'll have a video stream at some point you can watch. But if you can really come, try to come Yeah. and put in this email information. We will go through eventually. Uh, I'll try to do it in a week or two. Uh, we'll vet the people, choose the winners, let you know so you can figure out book time, get off work, etc. Can I do my <laughs> announcement about uh, Beyond 200 as you well? sure can. Beautiful. So, as you know, Beyond always ends with a song. It's our tradition. And Beyond 200 had to end with an amazing song, right? I yeah. mean, how could we not? Of course. Especially, and it's going to be a live episode. Yeah. Now, Danny Wiesner, a uh, listener uh, f- and friend, came through for us, and he composed an incredible song that I'm really excited to debut on Podcast Beyond Episode 200. Now, here's the thing. 
us all sitting around listening to the song live would maybe be a little awkward. Us at a table <laughs> yeah, staring us, at it. It's 100 people. Just staring at you guys. Play for me. <laughs> with like a boom box just like sitting there play. So what uh, I suggested to Danny, and he had sort of already had this idea already, is let's all create a music video sort of together as a community that we can then debut at Beyond 200. So here's what we're going to do. Maybe you could play a role in this. Uh, this is mainly a uh, Danny-directed affair. I am, just helping, I am just helping coordinate. But what I would like to do is put out feelers for anyone that is a very loyal and very honorable Beyond member all right, of the Beyond Nation. If they want to join us in, and join Danny in creating a music video for uh, his next upcoming song, which is called The World is Saved, um, I want to get in touch with you. You can contact me through Twitter. Or again, that's Plum Cider, P-W-A-M cool. Cider. Uh, tweet at me with maybe an example of your work. Uh, Danny basically has envisioned a lot of pixel art or something that's kind of very simplistic, maybe even uh, like not necessarily a slideshow, but something where it's like a kind of mixture of pixel art coming together set to the music. Uh, he's going to be setting up a Google Docs. Uh, you got your Google. Googles. Oh, you got your Googles. <laughs> They're tracking all the pixels you put on the page. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is going to oversee this process, but we would love to have collaborators. Now, here's the thing. In order for us to collaborate, we need to trust you not to join our fucking group and then spoil the song and the presentation for everyone and like post it on Twitter or something. You have to be really serious about it. you 34 followers. Exactly. You're a joke. Don't yeah. even think about a kid. Please, if you want to, if you want to join <laughs> Danny's oh, escapade, if you want to join uh, and help Danny out and make this a really special moment for the Beyond crew, uh, please let, be honest about it. Uh, let's work hard. I think we can definitely make this happen. You're all good kids. We know you want to awesome video. but you know we got to say it. So you got listeners like No over there. They're just looking to screw you over. Yep. Uh, tweet, tweet at me with an example of your art. Maybe just a uh, link to like a piece of art that you've done that you're proud of or just something, you know, like I'm um, an art student. I'd love to contribute, something like that. Yeah. And then I'll get your contact information and I'll make sure to connect you with Danny and this uh, Google Docs presentation Google and Doc. we can start from there. Awesome. How's that sound? Good. I'm ready. You know, I, I got to say that it's a great idea, but I was, I was excited that you were going to say he was going to come and play. Uh, mm. I, I don't think he'd be able to create like the whole band, uh, but you know what? Yeah, this will be cooler. Yeah, I think this will be cooler, but, you know, if Danny wants to play live, that's fine. Although I think... No, that's a lot of setup. Danny, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> don't be a hero, Danny. Maybe you can play the after party it, at Danny. Eddie Rickenbacker's. I'm, I'm, ex <laughs> I'm excited to have uh, to have the Beyond community come together for this, though. You didn't like my Manhunt 2 reference? Do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do it, Danny. <laughs> Danny, yeah. man. That was a, that's I remember a long time you reviewing that game, That's man. when we, when that's we first started. Ago. Yeah. I know. 2007. What um, remind me real quick, Colin? Mm -hmm. Our anniversary with IGN is July sixteenth. Yeah, that's right. Yes, me, you, and Geddes. Man, be four amazing. years. Can't believe it. Isn't it's that gone crazy? So fast. I know. In time should we should we finish this episode with a song, Greg? Yeah, please do. Just Ryan, Ryan, take me home. Oh, what do you do? What? what? <laughs> You remember Ikublai? Of course. Yes. He lives in an igloo. Ikublai here. I'm afraid I must be the bearer of bad news. With this song comes the announcement of my retirement from composing music. With whale oil hitting $500 a barrel last God. week, I can't afford to not focus on my personal finances and so must bid farewell to my most beloved hobby. I hope my exposure on this podcast has inspired other young Inuit composers to keep their <laughs> dreams alive, especially because they now carry my dream too. My last song is a cover of Billy Joel's Piano Man. Nice, Long Island. One last thought. In my language, there are 32 words that describe what you call snow. But as in all languages, there is only one way to say beyond. Beyond! Beyond!
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.